This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. 12, 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What's up, Ranger fans? This is Steve Cardenas, a.k.a. Rocky the Red Power Ranger. Hey, this is Eugene Clark from George Romero's Land of the Dead. Hey, this is Jason Font from Power Rangers Time Force. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Men. And this is Ming Chen, also from AMC's Comic Book Men. You are listening... And you're listening to... The Ninja Starship Podcast with Jimmy McKnight. Our favorite podcast. It has begun! Oh, yeah! I am awesome! You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole is. It's showtime, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Ninja Starship. I am your host, Jimmy McKnight. It is 5 o'clock Sunday, February 7th, and we are live from Podcast Detroit Studios above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. This episode is sponsored by the Falling Down Beer Company in Warren, Michigan. They are providing us with Mother Cluster IPA for this episode. Uh, on the announcements, we got Great Lakes Comic Con February 26th and 27th at Macomb Community College in Warren, Michigan. Doors are open 5 p.m. on Friday. If you see myself or anyone from the podcast Detroit crew, please come and say hi to us. We would love to talk to you. Uh, what else we got? Will, you want to talk about nerdy, dirty speed or nerdy, flirty speed dating? Uh, yeah, so this February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, Nerdy Life Productions is presenting nerdy, flirty speed dating. Right here at Activate Gaming, which is up below Detroit Sound Studios, which we're currently at. Da, da, da. So come for nerdy, flirty, speed dating, and get dirty. Yeah, it's the best. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always a fun time. I ran, ran at conventions. We ran at the Vault Midnight in Ann Arbor for a while. Now we're bringing it to Ferndale. Awesome. Um, it's $10, I believe, and you just show up and you meet other people who are also interested in speed dating. And that's, that's been about, like, the same interest as you. Like, you know, so questions like telling someone, like, oh, my comic collection has this, this, and this is actually a bonus. Right, right. <laughs> uh, in studio with me, because I just kind of threw it in here, is uh, Will and Mike from Top Rope Review. Hello, dudes. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having us again for the second week in a row. Yes, yes. Uh, also joining us via Skype is Mike Campbell. Mike just went to the Blue Mountain State Rise of Thadland movie premiere. We're going to talk to him a little about that. Mike, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here, man. What's up? What's up? Hey, how you doing, buddy? How was the trip? Explain how all this happened because from the video you posted, it looks like you were extremely surprised by the whole thing. Right, right. Um, okay, so, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm in the Air Force, and um, the guy who plays Thad in uh, Blue Mountain State, his dad is actually retired from the Air Force, and he works here on my base. And um, my boss actually is pretty good friends with his dad, and when I first got here a couple years ago, you know, I told her, like, if, he, if the opportunity ever presents itself, I would love to meet his son, because, you know, he's in Ninja Turtles, he was in Smallville, he's in Blue Mountain State. And um, she said, Games. okay, well, whenever he comes home, 
Yeah, she said basically whenever he comes home, uh, they'll let me know. And it, the times it hasn't been right, he's been busy, obviously, filming Ninja Turtles and all that stuff. So uh, the other day, his dad showed up at my work, and uh, he was like, yeah, the Blue Mountain State, the movie premiere is going to be in Destin, which is like an hour away from me. And uh, we got you tickets to the premiere, and you'll be able to meet him then. So it was pretty cool. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, dude, when I watched your video, it was so cool because right when you found out, they're like, yeah, and, you know, for you and your wife, and you can go to the premiere, you just kind of stood there and threw your arms yeah. up. Like, somebody <laughs> just hugged me, anybody right now. This is awesome. Yeah. I uh, I really couldn't believe it because, you know, the event was for people um, who donated to the Kickstarter. And for those of you who don't know, Blue Mountain State was a uh, – a TV show that ran on Spike for a couple of years, and then it got canceled. And then it blew up when it hit Netflix. And, you know, we've been, the fans have been wanting a movie or wanting them to bring the show back, but they didn't have the money. So, you know, they did a Kickstarter, and if you donated a certain amount, you got some rewards. And, um, yeah, one of the rewards was to get movie ticket premieres, but I didn't have the money to afford that donation. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. His dad came and... Uh, Said, yeah, we got you tickets to the premiere. We'll see you tomorrow night, and it was it was freaking cool, man. It was awesome. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. Did uh, is there anything that you're going to take away from that experience that you remember the most out of everything? Um, yeah, I mean, we actually got to walk the red carpet and take pictures with all the cast members that was there. That was pretty cool. And um, obviously, you know, we we all watched. The, there was probably like a hundred people that showed up. Uh, we all got to watch the movie with them in the theater, and then. We went to the bar next door and had some drinks, took some pictures, and his dad actually personally introduced me to him, so that was awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic, Mike. Awesome, buddy. Well, thank you for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. And uh, anything else cool like that happens, dude, you know what number to call because I want to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, man, you know it for sure. All right, awesome. All right, man, take care. We'll talk to you later. All right, man, later. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the genetic jackpot. Joe Coleman is in studio, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back on the Ninja Starship. In a world where podcasts are here one day and gone the next, the people call on one man to bring them a show that would save the planet as we know it. This is not that guy. From Podcast Detroit and the Points of Interest Podcast Network comes a show that talks about Power Rangers, the Macho Man Randy Savage, movies and TV shows, comic books and more. Brought to you by the host with the most, Jimmy McKnight. The Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight is live 5 o'clock on Sundays on Podcast Detroit. Email the show ninjastarpod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Get this man some Ritz crackers. My curiosity is killing me just like a cat would be killed by the curiosity. Yeah. You bunch of losers. You're working with a professional here. Do process. Do wheelies. I am the law. I never broke the law. I am the law. You betray the law. Mr. I am the law. This is a previously recorded episode. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, in studio. The Tan Lantern, Weapon Flex himself. The genetic jackpot, Joe Coleman. Welcome to the show. 
Oh, thanks for having me, man. What's up? What's up, man? It's great to have you here. This is great awesome. This here. is my first interview with a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to get wild. It's, it's going to get, get wild. wild. Also <laughs> in studio, Will and Mike from the Top Rope Review. Don't forget they're here. Uh, so, all right, let's just, let's just kind of, you, you just got back from Toronto, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I did a show up there called Destiny. It was really cool. I was in a Destiny Rumble type match, uh-huh. which is traditionally like the big, what uh, WWE puts on is the Royal Rumble. It was using that same format. You know, two guys start out, and then every nine minute or 90 seconds, another guy enters over the top rope type thing. So Hell yeah. it was a lot of fun. It was cool. The uh, show was headlined with Mick Foley. So oh. cool to rub elbows with guys like that all the time. Yes. So it, was, it was awesome. It's always a really nice crowd there. And it's a great place to perform. How many uh, how many guys ended up in the ring at you know throughout the whole uh, thing? I think it, this one it was, it was a smaller type deal, so okay. it was like fifteen guys. Still, that's so, crazy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Did you guys have anything like planned out prior where there was like was there uh, a certain you know pre talked about spotlight moments where you had to like chill while someone else was in the spotlight or oh yeah of course of course things are always played out that way but for the most part you know. Things like that are on the fly, ad lib, yeah. keep yourself busy, make sure the spotlight's where it needs to be right. uh, at certain points, keep yourself small here and there, and then when it's time to shine, do your thing. So it's it's cool. That's it's real badass. fun to be a part of. And you got, you started in, in Ohio, right? Is, is that correct? Or? Uh, in Louisville, Kentucky at okay. Ohio Valley Wrestling. It's, okay. it's Ohio. really tricky. Right. I was like, Ohio Valley? Yeah. Oh, cool. He's Ohio yeah. guy. <laughs> you think it's Ohio, and that's what I always thought, but... Uh, okay. Yeah, I started at Ohio Valley Wrestling. Um, I saw an advertisement on a wrestling website back in 2010 because I was I was just a big fan of it. Always, you know, obviously because here I am doing right, it, right. you know, fighting dudes every weekend. It's kind of what I do. <laughs> and uh, I just saw there was an open tryout at OVW, and I just finished college uh, at Eastern Michigan. I was like, man, before I delve into this whole career path thing and get on with my life. I, w- I really want to try this out. I just want to see what it's like, and it'll be a great story to tell one day to everybody else. Hey, I went down to Ohio Valley Wrestling, the same place that gave In Kentucky. John- <laughs> yeah, in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, the same place that gave you know Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, huge, huge names. Right. They got their start there, and I was wow. like, that'll be a heck of a story to tell everybody. So I went down there for the tryout, and... Uh, <laughs> it was it was a little embarrassing because the the advertisement I saw online, you know, you had to pay a hundred bucks to come down for the tryout, but it said if you ever thought you had a future in pro wrestling, come down and give it a shot. And I was like, Yeah, I'll do that. But uh I get there and I'm like one of four guys that show up with zero experience. So there's a bunch of guys that show up in suits and they've got resumes and they've got like eight by tens with picture promotional pictures of themselves and here I am and just borrowed pro wrestling boots from another local guy, <laughs> gym shorts, and a tank top, just feeling like such a goober. Right. But, oh, God, it was, it was brutal, brutal. But, uh, you know, I watched it, and I was like, it, it, and it seemed so intricate. Like, there was so much that went into it that I could, couldn't even fathom. I always knew it was involved, but I was like, man, if I tried this, I would be so sweet. I would be Shawn Michaels immediately. <laughs> right. Oh, man. And then, you know, I'm watching, and I'm like, this is, like, the hardest stuff in the world. But uh, the more I watched it, I was like, you know, I think if I actually put my mind to it and give this a shot, I might be able to be successful at it. So, yeah, I moved down to Lexington, Kentucky first because my sister lived there and mm-hmm. it gave me a safe place to, if I wanted to really go through with this whole thing. Right. You know, or I could back out. 
So uh, I went down there. I did the beginner's training with Nick Dinsmore, who played Eugene on WWE. Okay. So he was a pretty established name, so that was really great to learn under him. Right. And then um, once I finished the beginner's training, I started up with uh, Hustler Rip Rogers, who's absolutely hands down one of the best trainers in the entire world you can learn from. It's insane the amount of information that guy can give on wrestling and the way he opens people's minds. So I trained under him for every week for hours right. uh, for about two and a half years. And um, here I am. <laughs> so how long would you say since you started, how long have you been doing professional wrestling? Um, I started, it was Labor Day weekend, 2010. Okay. So yeah, a little over five years now. That's awesome. So, do you have any um, like what, what was your what was your inspiration to do this? Like, did you have like like we all have you know old school WWF heroes? You know, <laughs> who was who was yours? Or what was the reason that you're like ah. I want to get in there and kick ass like these guys do on a nightly basis and perform for all these people? It's nuts because I always thought to myself, man, if I were a millionaire, if I won the lottery, the first thing I'd do is become a pro wrestler. <laughs> that's completely insane. But that that was like my train of thought. You know, my younger self's train of thought because I just didn't think there was any way to get into it. I didn't know people could actually just go and do it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was impossible. And uh, one day I was just like, man, I, I have to do it because it just seems like the coolest job in the entire world. You're yeah. an actor. You're an athlete. And let's face it. It is the closest you get to being a superhero or, in my case, a supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Period. It really it's is. It's so cool. It's so sweet. And you get to travel and see the world in different places, meet people from all different walks of life. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, I mean, as far as different inspirations go from actual guys, I'd probably say Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. was definitely one of them. And then Macho Man Randy Savage. There you go. And uh, I loved Stone Cold Steve Austin, too. <laughs> he just whooped everybody's ass and mm-hmm. he was believable. And everything he did was great. So, right on. When you were when you were down in the Ohio Valley, was that still when WWE was using that as their feeder company, or is that or they had they already moved on to FCW by then? Yeah, WWE had moved on to FCW. I think a couple years prior, but uh, about a year later. So I'd been down at OVW for not, probably not even a year, maybe like uh, ten months. They announced a partnership with Impact Wrestling. So I was down there throughout that, which was really cool. Uh, how you mentioned, you know, it, it's the coolest job in the world because it, it's the closest thing you get to being a superhero. Do you think that that kind of attributed to the massive success of WWF back in, you know, the 80s and, and early 90s? Because really when it came to superheroes, that's what we had. You know, those were the guys that were larger than life. You know, they weren't flying. but Well, they were flying, but not like Superman. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, do you think that that's what kind of attributed to it? Because, you know, I know at least when I was young, as as wide-eyed as I got about Superman and Batman, I also did about Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. Like, they were on the same plane when I was a kid. Oh, definitely, 100%, because you said it yourself, larger than life. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, these you just look at the Ultimate Warrior and, like, what the heck? How is this guy even human? (laughs) (laughs) He just looked like he was chiseled out of stone. Yes. He was colorful. He had really cool hair. Everything about the guy was just awesome. You just looked at him and you're like, this guy is sweet. And he looked 
like a, a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> he portrayed himself like some sort of being that was sent there from some – he's from parts unknown. Right, so right, right. <laughs> he was – clearly something was wrong with him and he was unhinged and even guys that – we're real guys like Macho Man Randy Savage. He just had such a character. There was something about him. He was mm-hmm. just very different. And that's what uh, what I really love about wrestling is the characters and the personalities. Because at the at the end of the day, I feel like that's what people pay to see, mm-hmm. and people love to see that aspect of people. And especially if it, the more real it is to the person performing it, the better. Right. That's, that's when it's real. See, like for me. You know, Randy Macho Man Savage is the end all be all of, of wrestlers to me. Like that guy is is everything, and that was a lot of the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show. Is because when I went to the best in Detroit XICW, when you came out, I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, this guy is just like Randy. Like this is awesome. You had the charisma. You came out with the one in the air and everything walking around. I'm like, this is. I want to talk to this guy. That was great. Awesome. Well, thank you. That's definitely uh, a compliment to me. I definitely can't be in this league at all. But yeah, I will, I will vouch for that. I was sitting next to him, and he was Man. just as soon as you came out, he was like, "Who is that? Yeah, like, this guy." Like he was just like, "It's like I I need to have him on my show." Like, yeah. this, like who is? And I know everything about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like I was an insta man crush, man, insta man crush. Oh well, well thank you, thank you. It, it's mutual, you know. You guys have great taste in t-shirts. Here. You guys have I'm gonna say Ryan. I had. I'm loving it. I had, I had a similar experience because I, when I first saw you at the Ritz uh, four or five months ago, <laughs> maybe maybe it was only three months ago, but you were doing um, what with Johnny. Uh, you guys were you were promoting your your workout <laughs> brand. Ah uh, yes, the Weapon Flex program. <laughs> yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. With uh, Protocalypse Protein, 157 grams per serving. <laughs> yes. Do you want to get I, huge or not? I, right. I was I, I was actually spent hours, and I'm still waiting for my shipment to arrive. You know, uh, uh, I dropped about 200 bucks on it, and it still hasn't shown up yet. You know, I don't know if it's clear through my PayPal. That's the thing, and uh, you know, it's in the research and development department over there in uh, Dimension X where we're working on it. So uh, we'll get it over to you. <laughs> Very, very soon. It's got to be FDA approved first. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've definitely got the uh, pre sale. I am ready to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been searching for a new workout routine, and I was glad to finally find one. Oh, you're going to be, you're going to look phenomenal. You're going to love the way you look. I guarantee it. Absolutely. <laughs> Joe's Warehouse. <laughs> So, in doing this, what what titles have have, have you ha- held titles in this since you've been doing this? Or, yeah, yeah. What it's titles? Crazy. Have you held? Uh, the first title I actually held was at OVW. It was the Ohio Valley Wrestling Television title. Okay, which was really cool because you got to defend it every single week because it was it was a, it's a, down there. It's run weekly. It's a weekly television program. It's in over a million homes. Oh wow! So it's it's really really cool. So, uh, yeah, I won the TV title, which was great. <laughs> and obviously the fan inside of me was like, oh, my God, I got my title. Yeah. I'm the man. <laughs> and then, you know, you know, I lost. But, um, <laughs> but you know, then I moved back here and uh, won a title down there at War Wrestling in Ohio, the Respect Championship, which looked really sweet. Nice. Um, I'd conned my way into winning the tournament to crown the first champion, so I ended up fighting a girl in the finals, because I'd finagled my way into che- making everybody <laughs> making sure I had an easy victory at the uh-huh. very end. So, 
I'm a horrible, horrible person. Yeah, hey, it's okay. That's and some Kaufman-level uh, stuff, man. That's called, that's it's called that's strategy. Right. And it's, it's, it's <laughs> like you had it down. It worked perfectly. I mean, they call me the Gen X jackpot for a reason. It's right. not just because of the athleticism, the big muscles, the cool hair, the good looks. I'm also a really, really smart guy. So, you know, always have a plan. The toll package right here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then, of course, uh, you know, probably... The biggest feather in my cap was uh, becoming the Midwest heavyweight champion here in uh, Detroit by uh, Wrestling Rhino back in May. So that was that was really awesome and uh, had a nice little run on the top there. And uh, we've got a rematch, kind of our rubber match, because mm-hmm. I beat him. He kind of killed me and won the belt <laughs> right back. And uh, now, you know, we've got our third match coming up here uh, in a couple weeks. In February Clay, 21st. Yep, in Clay Township, Michigan. It's going to be it's gonna be something for a winter slam. And that's for the Midwest Heavyweight Championship? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. man, how, how confident are you? Oh, I'm very confident. Can you take it, a gore, no problem? Oh, yeah, I've been working my abs really, really hard. Normally, <laughs> you know, abs are made in the kitchen for the most part. Uh-huh. You know, it's all a diet thing. But, uh, yeah, I've been hitting them crunches about 6,000 a day. Yeah. I'm pretty much gore-proof. He's going to knock himself unconscious. I want him to try and gore me. We'll see, we'll see <laughs> what happens. So so by made in the kitchen, does that mean you're going to put a cookie sheet right there? So you just <laughs> gores I mean, himself yeah. right into it? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. I don't know. But I'm kind of almost naked when I'm out there. So I, I don't think I can hide a cookie sheet anywhere. Well, you, you'll be uh, debuting your clothing line that <laughs> yeah. weekend. That's that's true. That's true. I mean, you <laughs> saw the weapon. Try punks. out the, the singlet. That's right. You know, I just might. I just might. There you go. <laughs> right on. Uh, you mentioned when we talked prior that uh, you're also a huge comic book fan. Oh yeah. And you spent yeah. seventy to ninety, however many dollars you said oh. every Wednesday for the last twenty years. Yeah. When you say it like that, I'm like, I have spent so much money on comics, <laughs> and it breaks my heart because, like, a couple years ago, you know, times were a little tough, so I sold. Probably like seventy five percent of my collection. Uh, that's and, the uh, worst feeling, dude. That's like uh, knife in the heart and twist when you have to actually let them go. Yeah, yeah. and it's <laughs> yeah, one of those so things bad. too that I told myself I was like, I was like, Joe, it's just stuff. You can always buy more stuff. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, you don't look at this stuff ever, really. Right. But then you know I'll be watching something because Marvel is so huge now, just yes. insane, like taking over the world with all the movies, TV, all that good stuff. And I'll be like, oh, man, I want to go back and read that story. I've got it. And I'm like, oh, I that's right. I sold it. Now, granted, I kept all my really, really great stuff and yeah. the things I really loved. But, you know, I still got rid of a lot of awesome stuff. So that's uh, heartbreaking. What was the what was the uh, the character that, that brought you into comics? What was the thing that made you kind of get into the whole comic it's, scene? It's different. I'm tr- trying to think back. Because uh, I've got an older brother, he's uh, he's much older than me. He's he's seven years older than me, mm-hmm. so uh, he had all the coolest toys. So I got to grow up playing with all the sweet toys. I had the original Star Wars, Thundercats, He Man. I mean, my middle name is Adam because he got to pick it because mm-hmm. Prince Adam turns into <laughs> He Man. Yeah, so he got to pick my middle name, and he wanted to name me after He Man. So. Um, you know, I had all this cool stuff, but he also had something called superpowers, which were the DC superhero action figures, and then Secret Wars, which were the Marvel figures. So that was kind of probably my introduction into those characters, really. Yeah. And then he also had some comic books, which uh, I, I, I mean, I, I was 
probably three, four when I discovered them and was flipping through them. I couldn't really read yet, so I'm just flipping through them, looking at the pictures. I'm like, this guy's cool. This guy's cool. Right. And he had a lot of Daredevil comics, which was – so I liked Daredevil a lot. Yeah. But one in particular was he was fighting Sabretooth, who's an X-Men villain, mm-hmm. a very prominent X-Men character. And I didn't even know that at the time because I'm just a little kid flipping through this book. And he just beat the crap out of Daredevil in this book. And I was like, this guy is sweet. Right. This guy is awesome. And then uh, a couple years later – I bought uh, – my mom started buying me Marvel Universe trading cards and that's how I got really introduced into all these different characters because you'd flip them over and they'd have like win-loss statistics and fight records and all this cool stuff. And then I saw that Sabretooth was actually the arch enemy of Wolverine right, yeah. who was clearly my favorite X-Men because right. he had – you know his own action figure in that super secret wars line I'd grown up playing with, so he was by default the coolest character. So I was like, "Oh man, my two favorite guys are arch enemies. This is sweet." And then uh, started collecting comics, actually buying them every single week. Soon after that, and uh, now here I am, all these years later, all that money spent, <laughs> all the toys. You know, chicks dig it. Yeah, this yeah. is a safe place. I, I also have a, a a closet full of comics, so we're good. Oh yeah, definitely. You look like Wolverine, like a young Wolverine. Oh, stop it! No, I'm serious. Stop. He walked in yesterday, stop. and me and Sarah and Megan were all like, "That looks like young Wolverine, dude." <laughs> oh my god. Well, I mean, word on the street is Hugh Jackman won't be playing him anymore. So if rolls you know, up the Ninja you, Starship, be- you know, can hey. get in Brian Singer's ear and be like, "Hey." Fox. We're influential in Hollywood, guy. man. We yeah. Take a picture of yourself and send it to them. <laughs> and be like, I am your next Wolverine. And be like, okay. For, at least a okay. flashback. Well, that yeah. worked for Andrew Garfield. Yeah. After he auditioned for Spider-Man, for Amazing Spider-Man, he mailed a letter to the director of a picture of him dressed up as Spider-Man when he was five or six or something. Oh, geez. And that was one of the things that he was like, all right, I'm going to go with him. Obviously, like he loves this material. And <laughs> yeah. It would mean a lot to him. See? So you should do that. What's the worst you could hear? No? Exactly. You don't exactly. do nothing, you're not going to hear anything. I know. I know. I've thought I know about it. Maybe, maybe I'll go bug him. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's like when I started wrestling at that tryout camp, actually, uh, there was a guy there who's a prominent Ring of Honor wrestler now, and he saw me, and he was like, you know you, you know who you look like? And I was like, who? He's like, you look like Hugh Jackman, the guy who plays Wolverine. See? Told you. And it was before I, <laughs> I could even grow facial hair yeah. confidently. <laughs> like, it was all patchy and whatever. I just always spiked my hair and whatever. And I was like, he was like, maybe you should go with that when you start wrestling. And I was like, oh, maybe. And then I'd heard it from a couple other people, and I was like, well... Let's see if I can grow any facial hair or whatever. And I was like, hey, I'm a man now. I right, can grow right. a beard. I can grow a beard. <laughs> this is amazing. I could never do this. But, you know, now I could. And then, then yeah, now I just look like a lunatic that looks like Wolverine every day. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's, it's not a bad look. No, it's pretty sweet. I mean, a lot of people wish they woke up and looked like Wolverine. I do. Every, yeah. yeah. I, I, Wolverine's my favorite comic character. And yeah. I, I have a uh, – Obscenely large uh, collectibles of over, like, collection of Wolverine stuff, which is kind of yep. sad. I <laughs> wish I could too, look man. like him. Me too. I, <laughs> well, I just I, I don't want to make you mad because I don't want your metal claws like pop out. You know? <laughs> Madam, they're like, adamantium. Adamantium. Okay, I stand corrected. See, they're coming out. I see them. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. We're all right. <laughs> you uh, you mentioned earlier about He Man. Uh, and being a fitness guy, um, they are making a new Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah. 
And yeah. uh, from rumors online that I've seen, the rumored uh, actor to play He-Man is uh, powerlifter Michael Hearn. Really? Yes, yes. He uh, oh. he posted some stuff about how he has to actually uh, come down in size to play He Man. That's insane. Yeah. Have you ever seen Michael Hearn? No. At all? I'm, this, I'm he about used to, to play. Him. Yeah, Google him. He was on uh, American Gladiator back in the day. Oh, I know what you're talking. He's the uh, he's the big blonde yeah, guy. Dude, he was yeah, on the protein commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is a monster. He's a monster. He is like he is absolutely. Huge. He's gargantuous. It's kind that's of, yeah. That's I'm, him. I'm just excited about the movie though because my favorite comic writer Christopher Yelst is writing. The oh, script really? For that. Yeah, really? He, he does he, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like he, that. he did Thor: Dark World. He's doing Thor 3. Mm-hmm. He was the story editor for uh, Marvel's Avengers, which was the best Marvel's cartoon since the 90s. And he did, yeah. uh, he did Wolverine and the X-Men as well, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And so he did a lot of uh, different animation projects. Yeah, he, like I mean, he, some of his, um, his storylines, especially the X-Men storylines he's written, they're just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I think he was – wasn't he the writer of the, the X-Force comic where it was right after yep. – yeah, that yeah, was really cool. Yeah, I liked that it, one. When it was the uh, X-23, Wolverine. And Warpath. Warpath. And Wolfsbane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did that whole run, which is that, – that run is my favorite comic storyline of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. was, see, I don't know. I feel like they upped the ante when uh, Rick Remender got on the book and did the the – Son of Apocalypse yeah. type thing. Oh man, I don't know. It was I, that was so. Good. I, I have a love hate relationship with Apocalypse. Like I, I, I like <laughs> I like the guy for the most part, but he's he's so overdone. I mean, it was it was good though because they they were exploring the ultimate question yeah. of yeah. of if you could go back in time and kill Hitler, would you yeah. kill Hitler or would you just take him out of the situation and re-raise him? Would he be a different person? Right. And so it, it, I mean, that was yeah. a great storyline. It explored a lot of stuff, but I just I couldn't couldn't do it. If you did that, we'd have no Captain America though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Know. That's right. No Captain America. No Civil War coming next month. Or no, in May. My bad, in May. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see X-Men Apocalypse, though. Yes, yes. I'm actually super stoked for X-Men Apocalypse. I hope it's great. I hope it's great. But one of the the things I really loved uh, about that run in X-Force is, like, the guy wrote Deadpool really well. He didn't Mm -hmm. write him as just a running gag. Like, yeah, he's got the personality where he's got the quips and he's funny and all that, but... He was treated like a real character with morals, and he had the moral dilemma because normal, like a lot of people will write him, and he's just one gag after another, like it's just total comedy yeah. the mm-hmm. whole time. And it's like no one really acts like that. Some people can have some levity, sure, but you know you got to give some realism to make you know connect with these characters. So yeah. I really liked seeing things like that. Yeah, that definitely. I, I own a couple pop figurines, and I, I, I was I was against getting a Deadpool, but then I found the X Force Deadpool, and I was like, I, I got it too. Cause yeah. At least that's a Deadpool I yeah. like. Yeah. Are you guys looking forward to Deadpool coming out? Yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty sweet. I yeah. think I'm seeing it, it on it, Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think I am too. It's gonna, it's gonna be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be, be really Valentine's Day. You'll be here recording. Oh, uh, Valentine's yeah, Day is on right. Sunday. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, right. I guess I'm not. But the marketing though of her, for Deadpool making that yeah. like, romantic movie is genius. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff yeah. they're doing. I'm gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a whole Deadpool show, um, but I'm gonna do it a week after 
it came out because I don't want to do it that weekend <laughs> yeah. and then spoil it for everybody who hasn't seen it yet <laughs> and then awesome. everyone hates me. So, But we are going to have it. Uh, we're actually going to have another uh, XICW wrestler on, uh, Dickie Bronson, that day, and um, comic writer J.R. Blanton. So oh, cool. we're all just going to sit around and, and geek out about the Deadpool movie. So you're more than welcome to That's come back for that I one. I just might. I mean, one of the books I did keep was New Mutants 98. Oh, yeah, yeah. First appearance of Death. And apparently that's going for like 500 Dude, ridiculous. $500. Yes. Yeah. What? Yes. That's, that's one of the things that, these, that movie craze right now has insane. now. Mm-hmm. Is now when these characters are getting their movies yeah. all the old all the all the first appearance comics are becoming yeah. way more popular oh extremely but i um i always joke around that my my prized possession right now in my comic collection is the miss marvel number one first edition mm-hmm. oh, so, yeah. so i'm like in 30 years 40 years when she's the new spider-man which i think she's going to be the new spider-man yeah, eventually giving her that big that is right going to be a, worth money <laughs> Right. Yeah. But it's like it's like some of my grandkids might enjoy it, but I won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's situational too with like characters that are in the TV shows or the movies to where their first appearance issues take off because uh, in Supergirl, the show, Maxwell Lord is the main dude in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the he's the bad guy. Well, once I heard his name, I was like, oh shit, I, I'm going to be the first one to get his. Blah, 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 and I type it in real quick. I got it for like three bucks or something. It's Justice League number one first appearance of Maxwell Lord. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I keep watching it a couple weeks. It's not getting anymore. Like, no, it's just <laughs> it's staying really at the $3, you know, range. I'm like, oh, well, missed that well, one. <laughs> I, I, know, I know Deadpool is pretty, pretty popular because uh, a buddy of mine works at a local comic shop, and I know he's been trying to find people who are going to sell their collection. Because mm-hmm. especially because the uh, the price of saying yeah. Deadpool is oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. recently. But that was a really well done Deadpool. Yeah. And everyone wants it now to catch up on Deadpool for when the movie comes out. Brian right. Persane did Deadpool? Yeah, yeah. he was a writer on Deadpool. Yeah. Was he a writer on that uh, the, the Death of Deadpool? Uh, issue or is that know. not his run? I don't know. If that's his run or not. I don't read Deadpool, so I don't. Know. I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't yeah. either. But the pro, the post eight, I, I have a couple issues of that, and they're good, man. Yeah, I, I read a good. few issues of that. Everyone says it. Like he did again. He was someone else who did a good job of not doing Deadpool as just a gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. But again, it was one of those things that started because it was part of the Marvel Now launch, yeah. and it started with like because he'd lost his healing factor or whatever, and he looked like a normal guy. And then inexplicably, he was just Deadpool, Deadpool again. So I was like, eh. Yeah, that whole – But it was good. It was good. <laughs> That's one thing that, that, that I always want to do is just sit down one day and try to create the timeline of Marvel Comics. But I think <laughs> yeah. it's impossible because, like, it, they were doing Spider-Verse and Fear Itself at the same time. Yeah. Spider-Verse was sweet. Yeah. Like when he, they had the Japanese Spider-Man and he called in, like, the Zord <laughs> to punch Morley. Oh, my God. <laughs> I lost it. That was so sweet. And there were all – there was, like, the 60s Spider-Man yeah. and – it was so wacky, but it was awesome. No, no, it's Spider Iron. Spider Iron. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Itself at the yeah. Same time. It's like New York got destroyed. It's getting destroyed in two different comics this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just don't want to live there, there if you're in the Marvel Universe. No, you need to go somewhere in like Nebraska or something. Yeah, they don't have away anything. from everything. <laughs> I had uh, a couple episodes back, I had uh, Muay Thai champion uh, Kevin Ross on, and his girlfriend is Gina Carano. Who's, oh wow! Yeah, who's playing Angel Dust in uh, yeah. the Deadpool movie? And we were getting towards the end of the interview, and I was saving it, you know, for last. So I was just holding on for that gem. I'm like, oh, we'll get some cool Deadpool stories or something. And we're getting close to the interview. I'm like, so I'm like, you're dating Gina Carano, you know, blah blah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, she's in that new Deadpool movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you got any stories from that? Did you get to go on set or anything? No. 
nothing. Oh. I was like, oh shit. He's like, he's like, I'm like, are you even into that kind of stuff? He's like, no, not really, man. He's like, he's like, he's like, you know, because he's a fighter and, yeah, and, and yeah. He, he focuses on that all the time. So I'm like, couldn't hold it against him. And I was like, oh shit. Now I felt stupid because I had some of something that he did, you know, he ain't even well, about. You know, some people got to have other things. At least for me, I, I, oh, yeah. all I focus on is wrestling for the most part. It's right. like, oh, I need to. Get to the gym. I got to eat this today. Oh, I'm at a caloric deficit right now. I need to eat more of this, this, this. Yeah. And then it's always one thing or the other. But, yeah. you know, in between, there's the time I'll be like, oh, I'm going to pick up this comic and read right. this. Right. Yeah, you know. So. Well, that's what he was kind of talking about, too, because, like, the guy's just, you know, killing himself in the gym every day to stay yeah. at that level of, yeah. of and competition. You got to. And I'm like, well, what are your vices? You know, he's like, sleep. He's like, I relax, you know, like that's, I mean, it was, it was one of the most, you know, yeah. inspirational interviews ever. The guy has a, a, you know, an amazing story, but you know, then I was, I tried to just nerd it up a little bit and it, it didn't, it didn't go. His vice is sleep. Sleep. Yeah, I don't think like, anyone sleep, give him crap for going to sleep. No, no, not at all. Jeez, man. But speaking about working out, unless you guys have something else. No, next, go right ahead. Yeah, so, I was going so, next. So how do you do your fitness routine? Are you like... <laughs> Are you up in the gym at like five AM every morning? And you, uh, I mean, are you six days a week? Like like how Yeah, it's six to seven days a week, so it's it's pretty strenuous. And then, you know, on uh the other day I'll try to go over to the Can Am wrestling school there in Windsor and get in the ring and train and do that. So it's I'm working out seven days a week, so lifting heavy, lifting hard. Nice. You follow his program, you can get your dream body. Oh, we already talked about it. We already talked about it. Come on, pay attention. He will also have thunder lats and look incredible. (laughs) That's all I want. Welcome, uh, Josh. Hi. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm here. Good. You're here. Rock and roll. It's official. The top rope review is taking over uh, Ninja Starship. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Welcome to the top rope review uh, (laughs) pre-show. Just kidding. So, I I was wondering, how did you get involved in XICW? Uh, I moved... Well, when I was uh, done with OVW, I moved away from there in November 2013, and I'm from, you know, Michigan, the Downriver area originally, so I came back up and came home to, you know, kind of figure out what I was going to do next with my career, because obviously there's a couple places where you can make really big money doing it, so Mm -hmm. unfortunately there's, you know, not too many, but... So you got to try and get into one of those big places. So I moved here and kind of just sent out feelers to all the local promotions saying, hey, I'm this guy. I come from OVW. I trained here. This is who trained me. Uh, If you got anything, you know, I'd like to get in and play around. So eventually people started booking me up, and the rest is history, I guess. Oh, perfect. Where down river are you from? Taylor. Oh, Southgate. Oh, yeah. There we go. I've noticed a lot of uh, the local wrestlers are from downriver. A lot of the ones we've talked to. Okay. (laughs) So so when you were growing up or up here, did you ever go to any of the XCW shows? It's really weird because obviously I should have been going to all these local (laughs) shows. And apparently uh, in Taylor, there was at the community center, they used to have shows all the time. And like big name stars were there and got their start there. I mean, you had like Al Snow, Sabu, you'd have Marty Jannetty, you'd have Doink, all these different stars from the 90s and all over, and they'd always wrestle there almost weekly is what it seemed like. And there'd be advertisements during Raw and whatnot, but, you know, we didn't have a ton of money 
So uh, I didn't go to those very often, but we had a deal worked out with uh, my dad's work where we were able to use this suite. So whenever they went to the Palace of Auburn Hills, we were able to go to that and just hang out in the suite and see the show, and it was really cool. So the first match I ever went to was Hulk Hogan versus the big boss man in the main event. Nice. And then a couple months later, it was Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage. I, it was so long ago, I don't really remember it. Mm-hmm. I remember being there, but I can't remember specifics about the match. But I do have pictures, and that's really cool. It's like, wow, I saw Hogan versus Savage that's live. so sweet. That's Mega so powers cool. right there. Oh, heck that's... yeah, brother. I was a Hulkamaniac through and through. Hell so. yeah. That was great. What are some of your um, your favorite like ultimate team ups from back in the day, like Ultimate Maniacs, or, you know, <laughs> uh, Mega Powers, or, or what have you? What, what were some that really stick out to Man, you? Man, I, I liked. Uh, there was a, a Survivor Series. I think it was ninety or ninety one. It was like Hogan and the Warrior at the very end against mm-hmm. like all the other bad guys, and then they just, <laughs> they just killed them all and just stood tall. So that was really sweet. Um, and yeah, obviously I like the mega powers oh, yeah. and the ultimate maniacs yes. and things like that. But uh, I like the original Degeneration X. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, like ninety seven, ninety eight, Shawn Michaels, Triple H in China, that was really cool. And Rick Rude, of course. Oh yeah, I, I love that part. And then, uh, and then yeah, the original NWO was incredible. That that just can't be topped in my eyes. Right, but, right. Uh, red and white or red and black? Oh, definitely uh, black and white. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely. fantastic. Do you have any? Um, do you have any uh, historical matches that you've, you know, memorized and tried to reenact it? You know, throughout your career to keep in practice or anything like that? Uh, I, I don't really try to reenact them, but uh-huh. I'll get inspired by certain spots I see or things like that, and it's still. A lot like that because I'll go back and watch a lot of older wrestling and things like that and try to get things you don't really see anymore uh, on TV shows because that's just the way it is. Like there's so much older stuff that what's old is new again because you don't see right. it anymore. Right. So uh, I'll go back and see things like that. But, you know, matches that I look back on and really inspired. But like my favorite match of all time was Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart at mm-hmm. WrestleMania 12. In the Iron Man match, I just loved the story. I thought it was cool. And I guess ultimately that's what always inspired me to be a pro wrestler. I was like, Shawn Michaels had the boyhood dream of being the <laughs> champion. I have it too. Yeah. So, yeah, anytime. Oh, God. I was probably just the worst to be around when I was 12 <laughs> years old. So anytime I won anything, be it you know a basketball game in grade school or a game of checkers, I'd just be throwing the Shawn Michaels pose up and uh-huh. just thinking I'm so sweet, imagining <laughs> the fireworks behind me and all that. So, <laughs> Is there another wrestler that you you know, find yourself that you really click with that you love to perform with. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, I have good chemistry with uh, Jake Something here at XICW, so that's cool. It's always fun to get in the ring and kick his ass. Um, <laughs> I love when you call him Jake the Cake. It yeah, me Jake the time. Cake. And you know, we're, we've got something coming up on uh, February 28th, whereas he and I one on one for the XICW uh, Extreme Intense title. Oh, so. Uh, yeah, it's going to get pretty crazy. It's, uh, you know, no DQ. It's going to be a fight. And uh, I'm going to drop Jake the Cake with a fat burner. One, two, three. And, you know, maybe for his sake, I'll hit him with five or six. Yes. So we'll see what happens. Maybe you're finally knock some sense into him and he'll join your workout. I know. <laughs> you know like, he like, shed those extra pounds. It's you like, know? Jake, just, just like tan as well. You'll be sweet. Come on. <laughs> just let me help you. And he's always like, no, Joe, something. I'm stronger than you. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's not, but you know. <laughs> uh, you know. So there's uh, Jake, and uh, I love uh, Wrestling Kid Hybrid as well. That's always fun. We actually had a ladder match down in Lima, Ohio, last week, which was, you know, I've been feeling all week. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, a lot of fun. There's a lot of guys that you know I have good chemistry with around here, so it's a really cool place to be and perform. So your character is more the villain. I mean, I guess so. No one really sees himself as a villain, though, right. do they? I mean, well, I, I'm just trying to, you know, promote my, uh, you know, my product here, the Coleman Initiative Weapon Flex program, and get everybody on board and improve their lives. Yes. You know, that's well, that's I mean, all I'm trying to do. Right he, he did tell us that Sabretooth was his first, like, that's what I'm superhero saying. he yeah. liked. So obviously, like, like he, he – Well, don't yeah, we all he gravitate to the villains? Yeah. You know, just like Roddy Roddy Piper said this uh, and almost directly to me, so I'll take it as he said it to me. But he's like, it's the villains that make the heroes. He said it at his panel at, at Motor City, uh, I think it was last year or year before. And, dude, when he said that, yeah. that was like – Oh, that was like kabam right in the heart. I'm like, that's yeah. that's slick as fuck. He's absolutely right. And like, uh, I always think back on. I'm just always drawn to the bad guys for some reason. Yeah, me I too. always was. Like, I always loved the Joker. Yep. I always loved Catwoman, mainly because I just thought she was hot. Yes. So I had some problems. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was that, and then you know, obviously, I liked Sabretooth from the X Men. I liked Apocalypse and Strife and Magneto. Like, I always liked the bad guys for some reason, even. More than the good guys on, but I always wanted the good guys to win because you know the bad guys are doing some screwed up stuff. Right. So someone's got to stop them. But uh, I was always drawn to the bad guys, and I think of the first time I saw The Dark Knight. I was in theaters opening night watching it, and obviously the part that stands out the most to anybody is any Joker scene. Like, oh he just yeah, steals the show. Oh yeah, the whole time. But uh, I remember watching for the first time when he's doing the part where he's trying to get the boats to blow each other up. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I hope Batman just whoops his ass. (laughs) Like, this guy just needs to go. You've got to stop him. He is a jerk. So, uh, you know, obviously I loved the bad guys in that movie, but... At the end of the day, stop stop being a jerk. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, the good guys got to win. That's awesome. Joe, it was an absolute pro- pleasure to have you on the show, man. Oh, a pleasure to be I'm here. Like, garbles, blah, blah, it was blah. awesome. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, please plug your, your social media and, and where people can find you and, and, and your next event coming in clay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Uh, social media, it's uh, – Twitter is JonanPW. It's – it's like Conan, but with a J, mm-hmm. PW Pro Wrestler, Joe Nan PW. Uh, Facebook, I'm under Joe Coleman. I didn't change my name to anything fancy when I started wrestling because mm-hmm. I figured at some point I'll have to change it anyway and get it trademarked. So might as well try and get my actual name out there. So that's kind of cool. You type that in, and, uh, yeah, I'll be the only tan guy in his underwear uh, hanging out. <laughs> so under Joe Coleman. Um and yeah, that's uh, where you can find me. You can find me on YouTube as well, Joe Coleman videos. So check it out. Awesome, man. Great to talk to you. Oh, pleasure. All right, being we're going to take man. a Thank break, you. and uh, we'll be right back with more on the Ninja Starship. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. We got no food, we got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off! You see, I take these glasses off. She looks like a regular person, doesn't she, huh? Put them back on, formaldehyde face. It is the age of gargoyles. 
This is a previously recorded episode. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. If you missed the show and are just now tuning in, be sure to download it on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast listening app. Please leave some iTunes reviews while you're at it, please. They are very, very important. You can check us out on social media, Ninja Star Pod, all one word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also on the Podcast Detroit and Points of Interest Podcast Networks. Uh, while you're at Points of Interest Podcast Network, check out episode 50 of the Two Jays Later podcast that I just did. It's pretty cool. Stay tuned for the best coverage of professional wrestling, the Top Rope Review, up next on Podcast Detroit. Until next week, Starship fans, be excellent to each other, and that's a show. This is a previously recorded episode.